0: good morning good morning how are you good good so this morning we start the mentoring and parenting class by danny silk uh, at bethel it's really good stuff i think that your eyes will be enlightened Uh, here's the format that we're going to have we will play a video one week the next week we're going to have some discussion and questions Uh, it's going to be really really good and i i've had You know, person after person after person say, help me with my kids. Well, it's not just your kids, uh, but sometimes, you know, you go to work and you have adult kids. Yeah, you know, anybody ever have those? So sometimes you go to church and you have people that you're supposed to lead and mentor, and all of these things play together. So this is not just parenting, it's mentoring. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to listen today today. The video is a little bit longer than our normal class, so we're going to jump right into it, but listen to the points. Take notes, meditate on it all week long, bring your questions next week, and we will discuss this, and then the week following we will move to video number two. Amen? Amen. Let's jump right into the video.
1: welcome. Thank you for coming. So glad you guys could be here. uh, We're going to have such a good time. Such a good time. Thanks for uh, giving up your evening and uh, risking it all to come and and do this together. Uh, What I'd like to do before we get going is I just want to pray, all right? So, Father, thank you for the privilege of stewarding these These young people, these these treasures of yours, thank you for trusting us with them. And tonight, Father, we pray that you open up our hearts and pour in the realities of heaven, the realities of who you are. Help us to be uh, representatives of your heart to a generation, that they will represent you well everywhere they go. Thank you for tonight. We pray for your anointing, your presence with us. In Jesus name, amen, amen. all right, well um, so glad that you could make it out and uh, i'm going to spend several sessions uh, trying to unpack what I believe is a a, a, a a method of parenting that really reveals the father's heart that 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 tries to show you as, a, as a, a parent how to best present to your kids your Heavenly Father. I mean, all of us have had experiences with our parents that, that shape the way we see and the way we respond to our children. And uh, some of us had really great experiences, some of us had really bad ones. But you have a template, you have a, a way of seeing God. And without realizing it, you project that onto your child's template. So it's really how generations influence each other, is you don't know what you don't know. And you're, you're simply reaching into the tool bag, bringing out stuff, and presenting it to your kids. Whether you're trying to do it or not, it doesn't matter. Um, let me introduce you to some of my loved ones here let's start with Sherry Mm, that girl that girl she just mm, doing something to my heart <laughs> 27 years this year we are like we are like on a roll baby I think it's gonna last <laughs> and uh, the fruit of our labors are our four beautiful kids Levi Taylor on the end over there with the uh, pursed lips and, and then Levi my oldest son, middle child, and then Brittany, who brought into our, our family, Ben, who's my, my son-in-love. <laughs> he, uh, he's from Australia, so we have half-breed children, grandchildren now. <laughs> and, uh, but they are learning to speak English, so that's good, <laughs> that's good. And these are our babies here. This is Delaney and Addie. Just so much fun being a grandpa, a, a papa. I'm papa, papa and Mimi, and uh, and at, at the time of this filming, uh, we have our third grandchild on the way. So, very fun. We'll uh, see what we get. We don't know. We're excited. I want you to, uh, you know, as I get going here, I want you to, I want you to realize that that I understand what you're up against, what you're what you're, what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish. And I, I, I heard a, a lady one time that uh, put this little poem together at, uh, to the sound of the, uh, the Lone Ranger theme. I forget what that's called. Uh, William Tell, Arbitur, or something like that. But uh, this kind of sums it up.
2: What I have done is I have uh, figured out what a mom would say in a 24-hour period. And I have condensed it to two minutes and 55 seconds. (laughs) So strap on your seatbelt, here we go. Get out of bed, wash your face, brush your teeth, come your sleepy head. Here's your clothes and your shoes, hear the words I said. Get up now, get up and make your bed. Are you hot, are you cold, are you wearing that? Where's your books and your lunch and your homework at? Grab your coat and your gloves and your scarf and hat. Don't forget, you gotta feed the cat. Eat your breakfast, the experts tell us it's the most important meal of all. Take your vitamins so you will. slowly, but hurry. The bus is here. Be careful. Come back here. Did you wash behind your ears? Play outside. Don't be rough. Would you just play fair? Be polite. Make a friend. Don't forget to share. Work it out. Wait your turn. Never take a dare. Get along. Don't make me come down there. Clean your the room. Fold your clothes. Put your stuff away. Make a bed. Do it now. Do we have all day? Were you born in a barn? Would you like some hey Can you even hear a word I say? Get off the phone. Don't sit so close. Turn it down. No texting at the table. No more computer time tonight. Your iPod. My iPod, if you don't listen up Where you going in with whom? And what time do you think you're coming home Say thank you, please, excuse me Makes you welcome everywhere you roam You'll appreciate my wisdom someday When you're older and you're grown Can't wait till you have a couple little children of yours You'll thank me for the counsel I gave you so willingly, but right now i thank you not to roll your eyes at me, close your mouth when you chew, we'd appreciate, take a bite, maybe two of the stuff you hate, use your fork, do not burp or I'll set you straight, eat the food, I put up on your plate, get an egg get the door, do smart with me, get a grip, get a hero, count two, three, get a job, get a life, get a PhD, get a go! Your story straight and tell the truth for once for heaven's sake. And if all your friends jumped off a cliff, would you jump too? If I've said it once, I've said at least a thousand times before that you're too old to act this way it must be your father's DNA. Look at me when I am talking, stand up straighter when you walk up the face for
1: everything
2: and everything. Be in place. Stop crying, or I'll give you something real to cry about. Oh! Wash your teeth, wash your face, get your PJs on, get in bed, get a hug, say a prayer with mom. Don't forget, I love you. And tomorrow we will do this all again because I moms are clever. So you don't need the reason why. Because, 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 because. I said, so, I said so, I said so, I said so, I said so. I'm the mom, the mom, the mom,
1: the mom, the mom. ta I just want you to know that I understand. Okay? <laughs> I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to get these people to cooperate with you. you got to get some stuff done, you know. you got to get some stuff done for them. you got to get some stuff done for you. You just want a little help. And that's where it all starts going sideways, huh? It's when you try to get your will be done in this house, as I'm sure it's being done in heaven. You want some help. I'm not asking for you to jump to the moon. I want you to brush your teeth. I'm not, you know, I'm not asking for, for you to spit out gold coins. I just want you to do your homework. You know, how hard can this be? And so we're going to spend some time together. First, what we're going to do is we're going to look at just the, the fundamentals of what it is that we're trying to understand, the shifts that we're trying to make. Because that's, that's where this begins. This begins in the way that you perceive things. And you perceive things based on experiences and and really the template that was given to you. How many of you had parents? (laughs) Okay, so there is an excellent chance that you were influenced by your parents' paradigm, by the way that they see the world. And when you go to respond to your child's behavior when you try to be powerful in your, in, your, in your home and you hit resistance and you need a tool, you classically reach into your tool bag and pull out one of your parents. You're like, oh my gosh, how did you, how did you end up in here? I, I said I would never do what you did. Oh, let me try that again. Oh my gosh, you're everywhere. You are everywhere. If you don't intentionally replace what you were given as a small child, then it's downloaded on your normal. It's downloaded on your template. And so your perception of, of love, of authority, of respect, of obedience, uh, the goals of parenting, the, the, the practice of relationship, so much of that is downloaded before you have a time to, to even catch it. It's, it's back when you, you could be taught that, that, that there's a bunny rabbit that's going to come in the house tonight and put eggs all over the place. And, and then there's a tooth fairy that's going to come and, and change out your, your tooth for cash. And, and you were like, okay, okay, okay. That's when you learned most of what you know about life. That's when you learned a whole bunch about what you learned about parents and how they treat children. And so, the, the, the foundation of your life was laid at a time when you didn't really have a filter to be able to say hey that's garbage I ain't going for that that's not going in you couldn't do that it's just all going in it's just all going in now a long time ago in a land far far away there were a couple people There was this couple who decided That they were going to have a child. Now, both these people have families who gave them tools about relationship, about love, about covenant. And the people that gave them their tools, each of them have been married three times. Sherry's stepfather raised her, so between five parents, there are 15 marriages pouring into our lives all those blended families all those dynamics all that stuff that's the toolkit that was handed to both sherry and i so if you take a close look at Brittany, she looks scared (laughs) you know and she should be these people these people are in charge of my little life yeah and so you know We we didn't have a real clue as to what it is that we were going to do, but we soon realized that the only way that we knew how to discipline or respond to Brittany was with what we had been given. And so it isn't too long before I got a wooden spoon and I'm making threats. This child does not yield her will to me. I am going to break her will but not her spirit, because Dobson told me that. I'm going to break her will. Now, I'm not really sure how to hit her will and not her spirit. I'm not really sure (laughs) where where each is, but I just know that my will be done, you little kid. You little tiny person, you are not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. And so, I'm going to get the spoon. You want me to get the spoon? I got a spoon in my pocket. We got a spoon in the diaper bag. We got a spoon in every room in the house. We got a spoon in the glove box. We, we're handing out spoons for Christmas presents. You know, we might come to your house sometime and need a spoon, so just keep this handy. And so this poor child is trained with the equipment that we had. And so it, it, it's. You know, it's heartbreaking to look back on on the early years of of being a parent and not having any other tools and not really understanding what 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 else we could do, but but sure enough, we 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 started learning some new things and 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 it began to it began to cooperate with really the paradigm of of heaven. I ran into something called Love and Logic, Love and Logic with with uh, Foster Klein and Jim Fay, and. I, I was a foster parent or a foster care social worker, and I'm trying to teach foster parents who are Christians how to deal with these foster children that they can't spank. Ah, 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 can't spank them. Can't threaten their lives. Can't can't hurt them into submission. Oh, what are we gonna do with them then? And this was a real problem. How are we going to parent children that aren't yours? The wards of the court could not be spanked by, by these foster parents. And so that, that sent me on a journey and sent me learning, and this is, Brittany's probably about six or seven years old when I finally start making these changes. And, and then Sherry doesn't come on board for a couple years, you know, because she thinks I'm some kind of mad scientist, you know. <laughs> trying to come up with these new concoctions to uh, change our family. and So it took her a few years to catch up and catch on and, and be willing to do it, but, but that was another set of circumstances I'll let her tell you about. What I want to share with you really comes from a, a biblical context in, in covenant and in understanding the, the, the heart of the Father towards, towards you and your children and, you, and, your, and your grandchildren and, and their children and so on and so forth and that is that we build a lasting relationship generation to generation, that there is momentum in what it is that we teach and train, that we begin to build a, 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 a covenant momentum with, with our children. See, the, the heart of our Father is that His commitment to me and you is to put in our children the same Spirit that He put in us, simply by them growing up in our environment that you create a culture that they instill in their life and so that when they are older they won't depart from it there is a there's a culture that they carry there's a normal that they carry there is a when, when my heart towards my child is to train them up in the way that they have a natural bent that they have a a, a calling and a destiny if i as a parent will lock on to that destiny and that that sense of who they are and protect our relational covenant together while they grow up into who they are, not who I th- want them to be, but who they are. And as, as I allow them freedom and I give them respect and honor in my home, what begins to happen is they've downloaded a culture that that makes every other culture pale in comparison. But when I introduce fear, punishment, intimidation. I've opened up the door for the enemy of their soul to go on a quest to look for a better covenant. So really what we're after is laying a firm foundation, laying a solid foundation where God's covenant can lay in their life to where they begin to say, I I can discern the difference between fear and love. And I understand the difference between freedom and control. And so, internally, my child begins to make intuitive decisions towards freedom, and freedom leads to life and love and relationship. And that they're not warring against the religious machine that has taken away their freedom, taken away their choice, taken away their their self-respect, and tried to force them into a particular box. So we're talking about a foundation. What it is that you stand on. What it is that you build upon. And it's important to get that right. Thirty-one. the weeping prophet introduces something to us that it's, 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 it's amazing to me that Jeremiah could see the new covenant coming. And he could draw out and, and clearly communicate that a new covenant was coming, that God was going to create a new way of dealing with his children like never before. He says that no longer will I take them by the hand, like I did when I led them out of Egypt. But instead, I will write my law on their heart and their mind, and they will know me the le- from the least to the greatest. They, they will, no longer will a, a man say to his neighbor, know the Lord, for they will all know me. And I will forgive their transgressions and remember their sins no more. Now, what happens in this, in this new covenant transition is we move from an external relationship with God to an internal relationship with God. We go from being chastised, punished, rounded up by plagues and hailstones and the ground opening up and the law and the priests and the, and the, and the rituals, We go from this external experience of God and and relationship with Him to an internal relationship where He has come to live inside of us and our kids. Now, all of a sudden, we have a very different relationship dynamic. No longer is there some force on the outside that's trying to make me toe the line. Now, there's an internal force that I relate to from the inside out. But so much of our parenting is still an outside-to-inside approach. We still have an external control system that is cultivating our children's thinking. Uh, The way that our kids make decisions comes from who's going to be mad at me, who's going to punish me if I cross the line, if I do something wrong. Instead of, how's that going to work out for me? I have some choices. I have some responsibility to take. I have some options to exercise. I have a quality of life that I'm responsible to cultivate. What am I going to do with this opportunity? What am I going to do with this moment? It's important to understand how, how important freedom is to God. When God, you know, creates Adam and Eve, puts them in the garden, you know, he's, 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 he's blessing these humans that he's created. He's, he's given them everything that they could need. He, you know, he's, he's, he's put them in like San Diego weather every day of their life. You know, I mean, it's so comfortable there that they could just run around naked all day. Like, wow, wow. Okay, come back, come back. <laughs> and, and, and God wants, wants a perfect experience, a perfect place. So he puts two trees in the garden. Tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, some folks would try to make the case that, that the devil put that there. Because why would God, a loving God, put a poor choice in the middle of a perfect place. Because that you can't have freedom if you don't have a choice. You cannot have love if you don't have freedom. And you can't have freedom if you don't have a choice. And so that foundation of, of teaching and training our children starts with, how do I create a free place where they have a choice? They have choices to me. They have decisions to make. From the time they're little tiny, the foundation of our interactions are representative, representing heaven, representing the way our Father interacts with us, and that is he creates a, a safe place for us to be free. He creates and, and satisfies the need that you and I have to be free people. Most parents don't factor in freedom with little children. They eventually yield it to the angry teenager. But in the foundation of working with our little ones, offering them freedom to think and decide and to manage themselves in our presence, not on the, not on the grid, not in the toolbox. Why? Because The people who raised most of us believed it is their job to control their children towards good things. We've actually said that to each other. Would you control your children? Like I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. It's not working. The battery's dead or something. I don't know what's wrong with this controller. You don't control your children. You don't control anybody. We'll get into that in, in a little while. My job is not to teach my children to let me control them. My job is to teach my children to control themselves. My job is to teach my children to control themselves. That's what I'm after. That's my my, my role, my goal is to teach my children to manage themselves no matter what's going on in the world around them. And that would be the role of the Holy Spirit, is to teach us to manage ourselves in all the freedoms that that God has afforded us. Holy Spirit's job isn't to control us. Anybody notice you're not being controlled by God? It's kind of sad for some of us. We're kind of hoping, you know, maybe God will control me and I'll only do good things from now on. (laughs) Dang so isn't the way it works. How do we direct our kids without intimidation, domination, manipulation? How do we do it? What skills, what tools do we have to lead our children through, through, t- you know, preschool, elementary school, adolescence, adults? How do we interact with them in such a way That eliminates the idea that we can control them. Because it it runs pretty deep. It, It runs pretty deep that we think we can make other people do things if we scare them or inflict enough pain. When I was a baby, my mother used to spank me. When I got a little bigger, she spanked me with a wooden spoon. When I got bigger still, she'd spank me with a paddle then when i got even bigger she threw the paddle away i thought this was a good sign where does it stop where does i will hurt you until you yield your self-control to me where does that stop see our our entire penal system our prison system is based on increasing levels of threats of punishment if you don't if you don't give me control i'll increase the threat of punishment you don't give me control i'll increase the threat of punishment i'll continue to do so until what until i kill you the ultimate control do I really want to put my child on a track to where they make decisions based on the fear of punishment? Or do I want to put them on a track to where they begin to realize that there are relational consequences for poor choices? And that this culture and this environment that we live in is really a culture of, that is perfecting and maturing love. The goal of the culture of heaven is for us to to live in such a way that we experience maturing love with one another. The idea that I can intimidate you into love is, is ridiculous. The idea that I can control you into freedom is ridiculous. So if my goal is love and freedom, I need completely different tools than if I'm going after control and intimidation. As parents, all of us want our kids to to be happy, full of life, affirmed, freak people. All of us want that. But somebody crosses a line, somebody pushes our button, and blam, all of a sudden, I'm thinking, I'm the yellow truck, you're the red truck, I have all the power, you have no power. Do what I say or I'm gonna hurt you. And where does this come from? What what is this thinking? Well, this thinking is, I think it's my job to control you. I think it's my responsibility to make you do good things. And so the tools that I have are designed to strip you of your power and give me all the power. And when you're little, it seems to be working. It seems to be working when I can pick you up and put you somewhere. I feel like it's working. This is totally working. You know what? So what? Be as upset as you want to. You're not getting out of that thing I put you in. I am powerful. I have the power. You don't have any power. Try that with your 15-year-old. They may pick you up. <laughs> so all of a sudden, this is unraveling. The, the power, the illusion of power that I once had is, is unraveling in my, it, moment by moment because it's not true. It's not true that I have all the power and you have no power. It's not true. And, and, it's, and it's painful when parents discover that this is not true. What is true is this. In Psalm 32, verse 8, we see the psalmist David Speaking, speaking as God in the psalm, saying that, that I will guide you and instruct you in the way that you should go. I'll lead you with my eye. See, this, this is really what we're after, is we're after teaching our children the, the value and the power of relationship and love. Because the whole new covenant is about relationship and love. It's not about behavior. It's it's not about obedience. Those things happen, but they don't happen as the ultimate. They happen as a symptom of the ultimate. And the ultimate is heart-to-heart connection. That there is the ability to lead someone with love. So you don't don't control anybody with your eyeball. How's God going to lead you with his eyeball? I mean, what's he going to do? How's he, how's he going to you know, pull your chain with his eyeball? No, it's not, about, it's not about being controlled, is it? It's about being affected. It's about being influenced. It's about being connected. See, if I look in your eye, I see your heart. And if I see your heart, then I see how my behavior, my choices are affecting you. And now I have a decision to make am I going to adjust how I'm behaving seeing how it's affecting you and this is the test of love this is the test of covenant the test of relationship because throughout the course of your life with your child your child is gonna make poor choices they're gonna they're gonna choose wrong how many of you were children We we you know, we made some poor choices. We still do. We're we're still we're still children. We're still making poor choices. Your child is gonna make poor choices. That is that is the child's occupation. <laughs> They're a professional mistake maker. It's so what they do. They wake up in the morning and they think, I wonder what I'm gonna to learn today through the mistakes that I make today. And, and parents act like, I can't believe you made a mistake. I can't believe it happened again today. It's happened every day of your life so far. And I can't believe it happened again. And it's like it catches us off guard because we just weren't thinking in terms of, I need to manage me no matter what you do today. No matter what your learning process is today, I am going to manage me. I'm going to control me. My love's going to stay on towards you. And I'm going to lead you with my eye. Because I don't want you to be like like the mule or the horse. I don't want you to have to have an external control system. I don't want you to make decisions based on what hurts and, and, and to what degree it hurts. I don't want you to have to be governed by pain I want you to be governed by love I'm going to teach you how to do that it's still your choice it's still your choice adult children this is by far the greatest challenge I've ever had in my life is loving my adult children through their poor choices it's like oh my gosh are you kidding me are you really really doing this uh huh uh huh Wow. Wow. It it, it doesn't go away. These, These people just keep being people. Their whole life, they're people. There's nothing you can do about it. So just get good at keeping your love on. Protecting this connection. While they're learning about life, while they're doing what they're doing. Understanding that they can make decisions based on the way they see how their life is affecting your heart. And they, became, they can learn to make adjustments to protect that connection. Or they can learn how to survive the relationship with you. See, if I make decisions based on whether I'm going to be hurt or not, by obeying you or disobeying you, and I decide, okay, I'll obey you so that I don't get hurt by you. Is this child obedient? No, this child is self-preserving. I have taught this child how to preserve themselves in relationship with me. I want to teach this child the strength of love the strength of of connection heart-to-heart. But it starts with me loving them unconditionally, me managing me no matter what choices they make so that when they look into my eyes, they can see how I'm being affected by how they're living. That's the foundation. The foundation is preserving this heart-to-heart connection and teaching them what it is that you need from them, giving them access to your heart by the way that you live around them. I've had so many parents, especially of teenagers, try to pretend like they don't have any emotional response to their kids' craziness. And it's a lie. It's a total lie. But they think, I'm not going to let them control me. They are. They already are. Look at you. You're a mess. <laughs> you're a mess. You've you, you got Kevlar on. You have, you have Kevlar earrings. You are ridiculous. Look at you. You're trying to protect the holes in your ears. You are so scared of these people that you're not yourself anymore. You went away because you got hurt, because you got, you got scared. Come back. Show them your heart. Let them feel the weight of who you are in this relationship. Let them feel the responsibility. That's what's going to grow them up. Jesus tells his disciples, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. If you think yellow truck, red truck, if you think Old Testament, then you think Jesus is saying, if you love me, you'll let me control you. No. No. That is completely inconsistent with who God is. Jesus died so that you would be free. free. This wasn't a prison exchange program. It wasn't, well, come on, move you out of the prison of the devil, put you in the prison of the kingdom. No, he opened the door and set you free. And that's his kingdom. You're free. That's his goal. His... His goal was never to control you. If you love me, you'll obey my commandments. doesn't mean. Moses had some really good rules. I think I can do better. Moses wrote them down in a nice pretty list for you. I hope somebody wrote these down, because I didn't write any of them down. Jesus didn't come to introduce the new... Old Testament. It's a brand new deal. It's a brand new paradigm. It's a brand new set of skills. It's a brand new set of expectations. It's a brand new way of relating. And it's rooted and grounded in love, not the fear of punishment. If you love me, you obey my commandments. I think one time, um, when Levi was 14 years old, he was going to Christian school here. He he said, Mom, Dad, I want to go to public high school. Now that's, he's got 12 classmates here at Bethel, 8th grade. He wants to go to school with 1,800 students. Like, wow, let's do the math real quick. How many poor choices are there at a school with 1,800 students? All of them, dang. Wow, okay. There's a lot of poor choices there. Um, Son, we're scared. We're so scared. Look at your mom. Look how scared your mom is. Look at that, wow. Um, Honey, why would we be geniuses to ever say yes to that idea? He says, Why would you be geniuses? Because I will not break your heart. Hmm. Were you expecting that? I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) That's a pretty good answer, son. See, because he understood something understood that it was his job to manage his half of us. I will not use the freedoms that you've given me to injure our relationship. I will manage me. And for four years of high school, it's exactly what he did. He managed himself. He protected our relationship. He used that, that freedom as Life for him, knowing that there were lots of choices and lots of options that would injure our relationship. If you love me, you'll obey the commandments. You'll obey my commandments. I want you to understand that the the keys of what we're going after are really to protect this connection, this heart-to-heart connection. I'm going to repeat these things over and over. It's, it's to help give our kids power in a relationship so that they, they practice their responsibility. It's to create a safe place for them to convey the message that I can handle who you are as a human being. I can deal with people. I can handle your mistakes. And you know what? There is nothing that you could ever do. There's nothing you could ever do to threaten my love for you. My love for you is absolutely unconditional. Unconditional. This is what we're going to be talking about for the next several sessions. How to build this connection. How to empower our kids. How do we create this safe place that brings out the best of who they are. How do we help them learn about life? And how do we display An unconditional love, even though we're hurt, we're scared, we feel powerless. How are we going to manage ourselves, no matter what our children do? How are we going to teach them to control themselves, and how are we going to manage to control ourselves? All right, you ready to do that? Okay, let's see if we can do that together. See you next time.
0: Amen. Did you get something out of that? Yep. I think that what's going to happen is, you know those paradigms where you reach in and you grab out your parent? <laughs> Anybody ever experienced that portion? Yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. And uh, But I think what's going to happen is, as you give yourself to the Word and give yourself to the love of God and the new covenant that God's writing in your heart, what's going to happen is you're going to reach in your bag of tools and you will have replaced them with the heart and the love of God. And your parenting skills are going to go through the roof. They're going to go heavenly. And your kids are going to benefit by that. They're going to go heavenly as well. And the people that God places in your life to mentor, they're going to go heavenly as we give ourselves to it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Bring your questions for next week, and we will discuss some of the major points that he talked about today, and we will go over that. Lord, I just ask right now that each person here, that they, their eyes of understanding would be enlightened into to the fullness of what you have planned for them in their homes, in their workplaces, Lord. And I just ask that they would be strengthened with all might to walk out your word, to walk out your love, to walk out your covenant, and bring their children and the people that they are called to mentor to the heights that you have planned. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We'll see you in just a few.